made their decision a few days ago to move on from Eddie Jackson and Cody Whitehair. On today's episode, we're going to talk about the best replacement options for Eddie Jackson in both free agency, the draft, and we're going to look at if the Bears do truly decide to uh, pursue Daniil Hunter, what does that mean for the Bears' cap space and their draft plans? All that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. What's going on, Bears fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. C-Dub, Bobby, and Hayes, we all in the building as we always are on Sundays. And with that said, I know we're a little bit earlier than normal, but I'm not even going in front of y'all. It's All-Star Weekend, and I will be drunk after 6 p.m. So there you guys go on that one. Um, So <laughs> with that said, we wanted to talk about it, man. Eddie Jackson was waived. I think we've all gotten the opportunity to kind of get our and share our thoughts on that on, on different episodes. But that naturally means that the Bears have to replace it. They have to find a new starting-level safety. We don't have one that's already clear-cut on the roster, so the Bears are either going to have to explore the free agent market or the draft. So we want to start off with some of the best options to do it. Fellas, you guys can take it away. Uh, I'll come to you for our C-Dub. It doesn't have to be – you don't have to separate it between draft or free agency. You can just go over kind of the best players that you think should replace Eddie Jackson, Doug. Okay. I, I actually have a plan on the replacement okay. for uh, my man Eddie Jackson. Um, how about this plan? And, and it's normally done in, in politics. You know, you get your guy out there and you get a guy in that's eventually gonna take over that spot. Mm -hmm. So I'm saying go out and you pay, get, get Jordan Fuller from the Los Angeles Rams is gonna be available. You won't have to pay a pretty penny for him. Uh, he's a very uh, knowledgeable safety. He's a ball hawking guy, but he ain't gonna be too much unbelievable. But then when you want that incumbent player, I'm looking in the draft and I'm going different than my nephew is gonna blow his mind. <laughs> James Williams from the Miami Hurricanes. Look at this specimen. 224 pounds. 6'5". Beast. Sheesh. That's a big-ass safety. That's a big-ass safety, bro. That's, that's, that's one of Pam the safeties, bro. Like, Jesus Christ, that's a big safety. That's um, all I thought about when I seen this kid. Like, Cam Chancellor. Bro, now, what I will say, Dubs, is that he is rising up mocks a lot here lately. Now, so there could be something said about that. If it, when players start rising in mocks late, it kind of means that maybe there just wasn't a level of awareness. Of course, we got to still wait for combines, things like that. There's definitely a chance for that. Yeah, yeah. let's for get sure. <laughs> That's crazy, bro. But I think, man, like I think the Bears, you can go either way with this, especially like you know one of the topics we go talk about later, but. I think if you want to go with a vet, you can explore the Buda Baker thing, but I'm not, I, I'll be, you know, I, I support it. You know what I'm saying? But I kind of like what C-Dub brought to the table. Bring somebody in just to kind of fill the void, and then you can go ahead and find your guy, younger guy, and help him develop. But me personally, I want to go right into it. Me, everybody know I like Cam Kitchens out of Miami as well, but then I also found another guy who damn near looked like Eddie Jackson, young Eddie Jackson. That's Tyler Newbin. From Minnesota. He's I rising like up Mox too. I like him. He got the size. I believe he's 6'2", over 200 pounds. And he got that ball hawking ability. And he 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 was using some blitz packages as well. So I think that's something that you can add into it. You can pair him up next to Jaquan Briska. And these guys can pretty much feed off each other. And they both seem like they provide, provide good versatility for the spot for, the, for years to come. 
So those are the two guys I'm looking at for sure from the draft. I think you need to develop these guys. And so you can have a secondary that you can continue to grow with and run with for years to come. Mm. Now, uh, Anthony Jefferson here left a comment. He says, I like Geno Stone, too. Don't get me wrong. I love Geno Stone. But the problem is, is Geno Stone's going to be the top safety on the market yeah. this free agency. Mm -hmm. So, we, and when you look at what the Bears are doing, we're, we're assuming for the conversation that the Bears are going to re-sign Jalen Johnson. If they re-sign Jalen Johnson at his either 18 to $20 million he's going to get, their Bears are probably only going to sign one other top free agent in that case, and I just don't know if they go a player in Geno Stone who's going to basically get paid exactly what Eddie Jackson's getting paid and not decide to spend that money maybe elsewhere considering some of the other safeties they can get. But Geno Stone is a really great option if the Bears do decide to go top in the free agent market. You can't do no worse than Geno Stone. Yeah, bro. I think that's a good one. I also think that uh, one of the young guys, Julian Blackman, he got some experience over there with the Indianapolis Colts. I don't think uh, it for me. I think when you look at these free agents, you you gonna get somebody that can hold the spot down. But I don't necessarily see somebody other than maybe a Geno Stone or if you look at a Buddha Baker who could really say, yeah, this yeah. guy gonna get some some Pro Bowls under his belt as of right now. Now, yeah. now, do the team the defensive team success of a team like USC turn you off from a guy like Kalen Bullock? or something like that, because he's rated like the third best safety coming out of the draft in some publications. But does that turn you off how bad USC was on uh, defense last year? No, because I think a lot goes into that, man. Kalen Bullock is good, don't get me wrong. But I I'll ha I have three people above him. Uh, right. Of course, Newbin, I do put above him. Kitchens, of course. And then uh, still the guy that I'm going to talk about here in a second, uh, Jaden Hicks, I, like I would still too. rank above Ooh. him. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, and then, and then even maybe Javon Bullard out of Georgia, you may all go before yeah. him. So, okay. unless all the, I mean, and listen, Kalen Bullock isn't isn't bad as a prospect right. at all. I don't want to make it seem like I'm saying he's bad. I just have guys ranked ahead of him. Now, if all those guys are magically off the board and he falls to the Bears in the fourth or fifth round, yeah, maybe even third, I, I, depending on what you do in free agency, I wouldn't hate it. It's just he's right. not going to be one of my top top uh, targets. Yeah, I was okay. going to say that as well. I don't think like, yeah, sometimes you want to look at the team stuff of everything, but we also always got to look at the context of things. Lincoln Riley don't never really build out his defenses correctly, in my opinion. He'll have a guy here, maybe on one guy on the D-line. He got to space him out, but his, his focus is mm -hmm. always on his offense, making sure that's potent and running, and he kind of neglects his defenses. So mm. I wouldn't buy too much into it. Okay. Okay. Now, for my two targets, one in free agency, one in the draft. In free agency, I am I would like to see the Bears go after Jordan Whitehead. This is a guy that, to me, he's tough. Um, and what he does bring is that ball-hawking ability that we yeah. were missing from Eddie Jackson. He's not as good as Eddie Jackson is in some things when Eddie Jackson was on. But this is a guy that, to me, I think – especially as he played he played more of the deep safety here uh, recently towards the end of the season. I think this is a guy who you could get uh, decent age on him uh, and that you can you still have some upside, but I think he can fit in and it still allows you to go after and maybe you don't spend as high of a pick, but still go after and look at other safeties in the draft and things like that. I don't think he's going to cost a whole hell of a lot to get um, as some of the other free agents on the board. So I, I really like him as, as a prospect for the Chicago. I think that was solid, especially when you consider where he came from, the New York Jets. And you know how good that defense has been for the last mm -hmm. two years. They just been ass at quarterback. So, you know, so I, I think that's a good selection for sure. Mm.
Yeah. And then the safety prospect that I've been talking about literally even before we knew if Eddie Jackson, I, even if they would have kept Eddie Jackson, would like to see them go after this guy, Jaden Hicks out of Washington yeah, he, State. He knows. Yeah. Three-star recruit. Listen, this guy, he's versatile in the lineup. I think him and Jaquan Brisker can form wow. a nice, decent-sized safety core that's going to all hit hard. He's 6'3", 215 pounds, has great – he's a smart player uh, that you really look at. The one thing with him, got to admit, his man-to-man coverage is a little shaky. Yeah. A little shaky. And, and from because I was watching his ass yesterday, actually, and I, from what I seen, like, the, he got all the stuff that you want, but sometimes it's like you, you get those plays to where he – knocking people behind the line of scrimmage then you get that play like damn you you couldn't get the the power on this play but sometimes that happens so i can't knock him for that but he is intelligent and you can definitely use him in blitz packages that's what i like a lot especially you can confuse if you got all these versatile guys on you on your defensive backfield you can hit the offenses with just about anything so so is what everybody was looking for that on that list is y'all looking for somebody versatile or you some looking for somebody to compliment brisker out there on in the safety position i think both things are true you think you're looking for both okay yeah because i think jaquan brisker is so versatile as well if you can have two versatile safeties out there that, that do compliment each other it's kind of like the not to bring over the bulls conversation but it's like why io and kobe white are such a good backcourt together they both defend, but Iowa's a better defender. They both can score a little bit, but Kobe's the much better scorer. But it's balanced between those two, right? Yeah. And they both move the ball around. So I like the balance between the safeties. At least that's what I kind of try to look at in the um in the in the ones that are specifically Whitehead, because I think Whitehead does have that ability to go after the ball and limited snaps. He's, he got four interceptions last year. Imagine him as as your starter there, even if he's just a transitional starter. I, I like him next. Yeah, time. I, I agree with Hayes on that. I think you want to look for a guy who can compliment him, but can provide you with some versatility because offenses are, are constantly motioning men over or moving tight ends from one side to the other. And you want a guy that's going to be able to hold his own. You know what I'm saying? Jaquan Brisker, he going he gonna to man his side of the field. And a lot of times once that formation shifts, the, the attention could be going on the other side to whoever that safety may be, and he got to be able to hold his own. Hey, um, your boy, your boy, that is not good. We are not moving Terrell Smith to safety. That's not going to happen. I just seen it like five times in the chat. Now, I do will say if they were to try to experiment with Terrell Smith, let's let's say that the Bears go, they do sign Geno Smith, like a, a safety that's going to cost a lot of money. I wouldn't mind seeing him in some spot time to get him out on the on the field a little bit more. See Terrell Smith line up at safety some. But I don't. I can't say that I can see it. I don't want to see him as a permanent move to safety. I can't lie to you, Jeff. <laughs> I don't like it. That kid needs to continue to get better and being a uh, cornerback, bro. He ain't. He... I mean, no, I mean, I, and I'm not knocking. I'm just saying that if they were to do it, I because I, I I agree with you. We're split the difference, Bobby. How do you feel about Terrell Smith lining up as some safety? I don't know. I mean, I think it, it depends. I mean, he seemed like he got good skills, but physicality of him when he's able to you know be that man coverage and as a safety you know most of you're gonna have some opportunities to go man coverage but it's not gonna be you know as often as that nickelback or that cornerback so i would say continue to let him develop in the way to where he could just be that fill-in cornerback and i say you go get a guy who's actually played the safety position to you know what i'm saying yeah (laughs) it could go either way it could go either way but i would rather just get a guy who's been plan the position to come in and hold it down and to the credit like we haven't seen under matt eberflus very many people change positions at all they may change sides yeah. at times but they don't change positions. That's so like yeah. 
Yeah, so something to be said with that too. Now, one of the things in this that almost immediately after Eddie Jackson was waived, a lot of Bears fans asked, what are the chances of bringing back Eddie Jackson on a cheaper deal? Now, one could say that if the Bears do decide to go safety in the draft, maybe they do revisit Eddie Jackson as that that piece. Again, the question with Eddie Jackson isn't that he can still be productive. It's that he just wasn't worth the contract he was on. Any way that you boil it down. He wasn't worth that contract anymore. Shout out to Eddie Jackson for what he did with the Bears. But how do you guys feel if the Bears did decide to go? They targeted, let's say, safety with the third-round pick, which is the next pick they have after the first round unless they trade down and get a second. They have no second-round picks. What would you think about getting in your next young safety and then bringing back Eddie Jackson on a a team-friendly deal? Hey, honestly, I'm not opposed to it because I've been the one that said he had a nice – End of the season, six games. He had a nice six games. He gave up some plays. Nobody's freaking perfect, bro. <laughs> but he played, I think he played okay football. Now, if we, but just like my man Drip said, the, the contract is just a bad contract for us with him and the production that he brings. Now, if we get that on a team friendly deal and get him back, I ain't mad at that because I think he played pretty well. Yeah, I think I think that's fair. Me personally, I wouldn't be mad at them if they brought him back just to kind of be that that veteran voice that you need. If you want to continue to build out good culture and winning a winning culture, you need good veterans on your team. And though the production, you know, on the field has went down, his his teammates are still saying that, hey, we love uh, Bojack. You know what I'm saying? He's a voice in the locker room. He's doing this. He's doing that. So I think that's somebody that you could still have out there. And just imagine, like, if he's not being that starter, he's, you know, being that mentor to the young guys, what that could do for them. And let's just say, hey, the Bears are in a great position. And, you know what I'm saying, it's some time. And they like, hey, we about to get Bo Jackson tick. The team going to be fired up to play for him. So I say you, it's a win-win situation if you can get him back in just for a team-friendly deal. Drip, how much is that going to cost? What do you think? I mean, so the way that I look at it is this. It, you cut him, which you you save, what, $14 million in cutting him, I think, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you, So that you're, you're that means you're still losing about $4 million on this deal. If you can get Eddie Jackson back between 3 and $4 million, I'm for it. Yeah. Damn, okay. I think that's fair. Hey, but he might have a market. Some somebody he got might a market. Him. He may yeah, have yeah, a market got, like, I, because, especially if there's if there if you're a solid already a solid secondary, and you say, hey, we need a, a like you may be willing to bet on the health of Eddie Jackson. And say, I, I think this only happens if Eddie Jackson goes to the market, and there there seems to be no market for him. That's one of the. It, yeah. It's not going to be that the Chicago Bears just get to wait. I think Eddie Jackson is going to oh, have a market gonna, out there. Oh uh, yeah, for sure. Either. And I think I seen it. Somebody, somebody put an article out there, pretty much saying that the Eagles should explore. I think the Eagles would be a good fit for him because oh, they need I safety. They need safety help. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think the Eagles would be good for him. And it, it, I think it might be a, a decision he'll have to make to see what his, you know, career, what, what, how he want to end that. And that's a good organization over there. So you oh might want to do that. Yeah. We'll see, man. Hey, I mean, either way, I have nothing negative to say about Eddie Jackson. I mean, as a person, I do hope that if he does leave the Bears and he doesn't come back on a friendly deal, I want to see him be able Absolutely. to go out there and compete for Absolutely. the Super Bowl. Same I said with Roquan. Go out there and find you your team that's going to help you get to where every player deserves, especially as they're on the on the latter half of their career. I don't knock people for trying to find the right situation that's going to get them. Agree. Just don't that's throw no shots. Thing. 
The moment you yeah, throw shots yeah, like shots, David Montgomery on Quan is bust. Yeah, because we're all cool with David Montgomery, even going to one of the ops. Until you decided to start throwing shots, now you became a target. Yeah. Just don't become a target. Don't, don't, don't say nothing. Just say thank you, Chicago. <laughs> exactly. Last topic of the day, man. David Kaplan, for what you, you guys know how I personally feel about David Kaplan, but I'm going to leave that there. Go check the archives if you don't know how I feel about Cap. Uh, but can we confirm that the Bears are likely to, to pursue Danielle Hunter, uh, Daniel Hunter. Why did I say it that way? Daniel Hunter uh, in free agency. Now, we know that Hunter is going to be one of the top free agents in this draft. It's going to take about $20-plus million to re-sign him. Assuming, again, that the Bears do also re-sign uh, Jalen Johnson, the question I want to throw to you guys, outside of should, should Hunter be the target first? And then secondly, if he is the target, do you think that's going to leave enough space for the Bears to do what they need to do this free agency? What are you guys feeling on that? Ooh, um, I think yes. Uh, I think you should target him first. Uh, I think that'll solidify your defense. That's We're saying that J.J. has already signed already out before that, right? Yeah, yeah, we're assuming that JJ is the first domino to Okay, fall. so yes, absolutely. You target him, you solidify that defensive line. You are an automatic threat in a uh NFC right now on the defensive side of the mm -hmm. ball. Now with the other stuff, you're gonna have to work. You're gonna have to work that draft, make sure you score on the draft a lot. And you could probably sneak and score some good pickups and free agency. It's gonna be tough, but I think you can do it. But you gotta, I think you gotta get this kid. But getting this kid, Hunter, makes a difference in this division and also in this conference. So I suggest you go put all your eggs in that basket for sure. Yeah. Yeah. All the way I'm looking at it, I think that it could be a real possibility. I, I've said it before. I, I'd rather, you know, find a young guy that you could build up. But hey, if we keeping it a buck, if you get Daniel Hunter and pair him with the defensive line. The, that, that we believe that we can have going into next season, you can't be too mad at it, and that'll be probably a championship defense. Now, like C-Dub said, the Chicago Bears in that regard will have to hit hard on some offensive positions that I believe will be key. That's your wide receiver. You're going to need another tight end. To me personally, I would like a little bit more juice coming out of the running backfield, and you got to make sure your, line, your uh, offensive line is, is sewn up. Ryan Post has shown that he's able to find talent within the draft on the defensive side of the ball. That's probably due to Matt Averflus and his specialty. You go in, you uh, you grab some offensive talented uh, coaches, and we believe that they upgraded all that. Now can they pick these players that they need? And I also believe that they will have an opportunity to kind of bring some players over who worked with Shane Waldron before. Sand the Noah Fats, and then I believe the center is named Evan Brown, who's over there in Seattle. So that could be two pieces to kind of help sew up and get familiar with the system. But again, you still gonna have to hit on some some more wide receivers. I think Tyler Scott is gonna receive a big opportunity, but you still need a little bit more juice coming from the wide receiver room for sure. Oh yes, big yeah, juice for sure, for sure. And I want to address that he says Hunter is not a fit for what Poles is doing money wise. Now I'm not coming at you. I just I elaborate on that something because from what I take for that and I, my response to that, but you you could mean it different is that. How is not? If we if you look at what we saw last year, he went out and got, what would you say, a top three at least, probably top two linebacking prospect in Tremaine Edmonds because we needed the help there last offseason. And I would think, yeah, you got Montez Sweat and makes the, the position a little bit different, but I think it kind of fits in with Poles. You sign one big, he gives money to one big free agent, and then you move on. Even if you look at his first, his first uh, year here, 
the one big free agent he deal he offered was to uh Larry what was your boy's name who ended up getting hurt? Larry Ogan Joby. The only reason we didn't sign him is because Larry Ogan Joby got hurt and he didn't get right. medically yeah, cleared. Yeah. So I, but I could be missing something on that. Let me know, uh, Donut. But how do you guys feel about that? Does going after a player like Hunter fit what you guys think is kind of Poles' plan? Oh, what you I so think far? it does. And I'll just go on a more simple route. He only spends the money on the defensive side of the ball, it seems like to me. Like, yeah. so, yeah, it fits Ryan Poles' plans to me. And I, think I mean, I think it fit money-wise, but I, it's like we always been saying since we first even, you know, started talking about Ryan Poles and kind of learning – how he how he is and how he operates as a GM is if you could provide value, he will pay you. He didn't see much value with Roquan Smith in the system that the Bears were running. So he had to move him. Robert Quinn was a guy that wasn't really effective. He had that spectacular season. And then in the season to where really uh, the following season, it was a dud. So he had to get rid of him. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? If those guys wasn't going to be bringing value, Chase Claypool, we're going to get you out of here. So I think that he's willing to spend the money, but you got to bring the value. Great. And uh, the shy, just uh, to kind of save the time here, I actually have a whole video that I believe I dropped Thursday. AJ in Peninsula was one of the biggest players that I talked about on that yeah. defensive line. So he's in the thumbnail. I don't know the exact day I posted it. Uh, I, I don't know if I can find it quick enough to tell you, but I did cover impotence and why he i think he could be a really good fit especially considering we got montez on the other side guys i know you guys weren't on the episode do you have any thoughts on on aj being uh from what you know i know you haven't had time to do your research but as a prospect maybe for the bears on the defensive line oh i don't nephew, oh, i was to gonna that. say he's one of the guys i would like the Bears to actually look at when we talked about some of the free agents out there our defensive coordinator he comes from buffalo he worked with aj so i would say hey if any if anybody knows him and what he can bring to a defensive line, and you might not have to cough up so much money, this may be your guy right here. So I like that. I'm not that. Oh, so he's from Buffalo. Oh, I'm not hip. He's, yeah, from, he's Buffalo. from Buffalo. Yeah, I, yeah he's from Buffalo. Oh, you don't hear nothing about Buffalo. I'm just, just to throw this in. You never hear anybody talking about the defensive line of Buffalo Bills. I never hear about it at all. I'm just saying. True. I'm going to throw stats, and I know stats don't paint the full picture, mm -hmm. so I'm not saying these stats should – make your determination but just so you know uh c-dub so in each of the last seasons six and a half sacks so combined 13 sacks over two seasons again we got montez one on the other side and then last year he had one fumble force one fumble recovered and two interceptions he had as well Damn. being a defensive lineman uh so uh, again i'm not saying he's like earth shattering or anything he's also only 25 years old 6'6 260 pounds and you can probably get him for for relatively cheap yeah. Out on the, out on the okay, six, six and a half, seven sacks. That ain't bad. I like that. Uh, that athleticism. We could have used them last year when they sent Justin Jones out to cover somebody. <laughs> <laughs> he got two interceptions. That's crazy, bro. I almost forgot about you dropping Justin Jones back in coverage. What the fuck was he thinking? Bro? Like, what the fuck? Come on, bro. You just brought back That's so much crazy, trauma. Bro. Thank you, bro. That's crazy, man. <laughs> the shit that we went through last yeah, season is crazy. I never forget it. Screen passes and 300 pound linemen in coverage. <laughs> That's crazy. That's, That's wild, man. Listen, that's crazy. But okay, now as far as the the we talked about like pursuing uh Hunter and things like that, but like, do you do when, when, when let's say they do sign it, uh JJ and another big free agent? 
Um, I know we need to spread spread out that love and go deep through the draft. Do you think that that's the right move just to kind of spend the – because at that point, most of your salary cap is on your defensive side of the ball. That's what we end up doing. Right. Do you think that's the right way to go about it, to try to be a playoff team, or do you think we need to spread that love around through offense? Or you, do you think they can get enough offensive talent in this draft to kind of develop the offense like we need to see under Walt? I do think – I'm going to go with the latter right there. I think we could we got a, uh, enough time to develop the, uh, the, the talent that we're going to get out of the draft. Uh, we need to get that that defense right, and we got to get it. We got to get it to a, a. I think it's playoff ready. We got to get it to a Super Bowl com- contending defense on that side of the ball. Now the offense, I'll, I think we needed some playmakers on that offense. Some very some outstanding receivers. We need some a nice center. Maybe you get your left tackle or something like that, and then you can compete. Go to the playoffs. But then you, you work, you continue to work, and you get better year after year. Then maybe in a couple of years we'd be in the Super Bowl or something. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, let's see. I'm holding off Super Bowl talk. Right. right. I'm glad that somebody <laughs> has that optimism. Super Bowl, yeah. But for me, I don't have a problem with the spending as long as it's is if the money is spent in the right places and it makes sense. To me, I believe you need to build up this team. Heavy in the trenches. You want to be one of the best teams in the NFL. You gotta, you gotta be good and stout and solid in the trenches. So if Daniel Hunter is that guy, you can go ahead and do that to strengthen the trenches. Now, if you can go ahead and find you somebody on the offensive line, go ahead, strengthen the trenches. Me personally, the way I look at it, I believe that Ryan Pose believes in a lot of his offensive linemen, at least the ones that he selected. I, I believe he trusts and believes in Braxton Jones. I know some people might not like that, but I believe that he does. And then I also, we already know what he got in Darnell Wright. I don't think he's going to, you know, give up on his Nate Davis thing. I think he's going to, he paid, he gave him that contract. He's going to allow Nate Davis after dealing with all his family stuff I'm not getting into. He's going to believe that, hey, this offseason, he took his time out. He's going to be able to bounce back. And me personally, I wouldn't be surprised if it ain't a lot of offensive linemen drafted from Ryan Post this season. Bro, Braxton Jones is a whole nother headache for me. I don't, I don't know. He's sometimes he good and sometimes it's just he could just call. I just don't know about Braxton. Well, see, the thing is, is that just sometimes it's good. Sometimes Braxton Jones flashes great. That's what I'm saying. And then sometimes he flashes, why the fuck are you on the football? Bro. It's the fact that there's such a large gap between it that it's just like, I don't know if Braxton – is going to be a long-term starter. I don't know if he'll be better as a depth piece with having a better, you know, more consistent piece starting. I just can't I can't judge it right now on Braxton because it could really go either way, and it's one of the most frustrating places yeah. to be on a player because I see the talent. Yeah. It's just I don't see it consistently enough for me to feel safe in saying we don't have to worry about that position at Agreed. all. Like, Drip right there. That is the most important spot on the offensive line for the right-hand quarterback, that left tackle. Just because of that, what you said right there, that is not good right now for him to be uh starting left tackle. No way. That's fair. But I also believe that Ryan Pose, he would say, hey, Tevin Jenkins, him, those two guys, they did pretty well when they was in that together. But I, I understand, uh, you know, the, you know, the, the uh uncertainty about Braxton Jones. I do. But I still think that Ryan Post might be like, yeah, it's, maybe it's not a huge problem because if you sit at nine and you got some teams that's behind you that really looking for left left tackle help that could be something you could trade back out of for more for more uh draft capital 
if you the best because they did i believe they trade back trade out of nine last year they yeah, did. yeah trade out of nine yeah. let the eagles get jalen carter we're gonna slide to 10 and we're gonna take our guy darnell right yeah it could be something similar or he could probably look for something in the later round especially especially because i i everything that i've kind of been reading it kind of alludes to it feels like the bears want a second round pick in this draft That's what there's somebody like, right? that they think <laughs> yeah i get that it feeling. really feels like there is somebody in this draft that the bears feel is going to go in the second round that they don't think has a chance to draft to fall to the third and the bears really do want a second round pick in this draft i don't know who it is but it really feels that way from what it i've gotta be one of them senior bowl players for sure Ahead, what do you yeah. think Jackson Powers? What round Jackson Powers is gonna fall to? Ooh, second round, late, late first, second. Yeah, maybe that's I it. I think it's Jackson Powers. I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. I mean, you need it. You need a center. Yeah. It's about to come. I mean, have they been watching how our center position have been playing for the last? <laughs> yes, two years? that's why they was upset. How <laughs> could we possibly have a professional center <laughs> and you have like four or five missed snaps each game, bro? Each game, <laughs> each game. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy to me. Each game, yeah. it was horrible, <laughs> bro. That's like it could be Jackson Powers or also uh, Graham Barton. The he's a interior and uh, outside uh, offensive lineman from Duke. Mm, versatility. versatility. Let's just kind of look doing a yeah. quick sweep. Like that could be that could be the guy. So if they don't want to wait till late in the draft to get a center, because I think. After there's a cu- only two or three centers is probably going to go in the first two rounds. After that, you might as well wait to round four. Right. So if they do see their center of the future in that round two, maybe yeah, that is who they're trying to target. Because, to get yeah, maybe. So yeah, it'll be interesting. We're getting closer and closer. Let's go. We're getting closer and closer, bro. We listen. I I like I told you guys a little peek behind football here for a second. We pur- purposely. Did not put any quarterback <laughs> topics on this here list. Today. I'm tired of talking about the no quarterback more. position. I'm tired of hearing the discourse, the arguments. I purposely left quarterbacks, any topic that came across my mind that had the position of quarterback, and I was like, fuck no. And I may do that for the next three days for, <laughs> for my real, own peace. Bro. Protect your peace, people. Protect your peace is all I can tell you. Well said. You said we got to pay DJ again next year. No, we don't. We do? Uh... DJ got three more. I don't years. know when DJ. I won't even act like. Yeah, I, know I DJ think Moore's DJ Moore still got time because I think like he three more years. It. I think he got signed and then he was traded. So let's we'll see on. though. DJ Moore is under contract to 2025, so uh, he t- okay. we won't have to worry about DJ until the summer of 26. Okay. okay. So there you go. I mean, they can extend him before then, of yeah. course, but they don't yeah. absolutely have to worry about it until then. Yeah. And I like this. Damn, we finna have a cash a uh, uh, cap hit of twenty eighteen million dollars for DJ Moore. He's worth every bit of it. Yes, sir. Okay. I ain't worried about it. <laughs> it ain't thirty it. mil, so we gonna change. Exactly. <laughs> Any last thoughts, fellas, before we get up out here for today? Hey, man, thank you. I'm glad to be back. I just went through a battle myself. I'm back with the guys. Let's get it moving, man. Thanks for all the support y'all giving us, bro. Hey, y'all stay healthy Thanks. out there. This sickness is whooping people's ass right now. So bro. y'all stay healthy right now. And uh, yeah, man, tune in. Make sure y'all locked in. We're gonna keep this thing rolling, and uh, it's just about to get. It's just getting started, baby. Combine coming, uh, free agency coming, draft coming. Lock in. Let's go. 
Yeah, we got a lot of content coming, man. And uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy. You know, we uh, only daily Chicago Bears podcast on YouTube, and every single seven days a week, y'all getting episodes. Ain't that many? Even in the off season, the off season, we ain't played a football game in over a month. We still been dropping daily content for y'all. So come on now, you already know what it is, man. You guys can follow us at Shy Bears Central. You can send it. Oh, before I say that, listen. If you tag me. I can't speak for the guys. If you tag me in any quarterback discourse on Twitter, I am blocking you for the next 30 days. I'm just letting you know that. If you tag me anything about and quarterback, I don't give a damn if it's about John Elway. If I see the words quarterback come across my social media, you're blocked for 30 days. I will unblock you after 30 days, but I'm blocking you for 30 days. Leave me the fuck alone. You can follow us at Bear Central. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. Chicago Bear Central gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, 773-242-9336. We're the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears. The swine flu is crazy. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.